Welcome to Life Snacks. This is a podcast on a mission to help a woman navigate post-grad life together through snack-sized stories, but life-changing advice. This is for every one of us out there dealing with the realities of life after college that no one talks about. For those of you that may be feeling lost, you are not alone. Join me on this journey to get to the bottom of the shit we weren't taught in school. We'll discuss health, wealth, relationships, careers, and how to truly create our greatest lives. We've got big visions and big missions, so we're breaking them down bite by bite to help you make your postgrad dreams a reality. I'm your host, Lauren Tierney, and let's get snacking. Hello, thank you for tuning in for another episode. I'm glad you're not sick of my voice yet. Maybe you are, but that's okay because you're like trying me again. Anywho, I'm so excited for today's episode. Before I tell you a little bit about our guest, I just want to remind you of Life Snacks Live, the event I'm hosting in Chicago on August 14th with a badass speaking panel, brunch, snacks, drinks. Guys, I was opening the snack boxes last night. I posted about it on Instagram and like I'm just so excited to eat the snacks. Like I'm trying to make Joe, my boyfriend, not eat the snacks because I'm like these are for the event. But yeah, we've got some really, really great stuff coming. So I'm really excited about that as well as just the opportunity to connect with so many new people in Chicago. So if you haven't already grabbed your ticket, head to the link in the show notes and grab your ticket there. Or if you're not in Chicago, be sure to send it to a friend who is. I am so excited to introduce today's guest. This interview is unlike any episode I've had on this podcast. It's very deep, very vulnerable, and I really think it's going to fire you up. I know this person never fails to fire me up. So our guest today is Karen Rockkind. Karen is known as Purpose Girl on all platforms, and she has a degree in positive psychology, and she's dedicated her life to helping women find their purpose. She hosts retreats, speaks at events, speaks at large companies, and ever since she had a near-death experience that she honestly shares about so vulnerably on here, she decided that she had to live her purpose, and she did not want any other woman to have to go through what she went through to decide to live her purpose. So without giving too much away, I really just want to jump into today's episode. Karen shares so many tools for navigating this idea of finding our purpose. And she talks about purpose anxiety, which 90% of humans face in the world. And everything she shares today is guaranteed to inspire you and really just make you think of your life differently and how you want to spend your days. So without further ado, let's jump into my interview with Karen Rockhind. Hi, Karen. Welcome to Life Snacks. How are you? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Lauren. Well, I'm so happy to have you. I know I just told you, but I heard you on Jessica's Wags podcast, who's actually speaking at my upcoming event. And I was like, this lady is incredible. I need to talk to her. Oh, seriously, that makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> I love Jessica and just love the whole thing. Well, everyone knows the rules. I have to ask you what your favorite snack is and what your favorite childhood snack was to kick things off. Mm, okay. Favorite snack, hands down, dark chocolate covered almonds from Trader Joe's. At Those any given, oh my God. At any given time, I have three, four containers of them because 
God forbid I go on a binge and I don't have them. So it's like that mama has to have those. And when I was a child, I didn't have anything specific except ice cream. cream. So like, it was like, you can't, you know, it can't be every snack, but we lived very close to one of the most busy dairy queens in the country. Oh my gosh. And, uh uh-huh. And so I was apparently that child. We couldn't drive by the dairy queen, which meant my parents had to like go out of the way or whatnot. And it was like, okay, we'll get a cone, right? Like the dollar cone. And then they introduced the blizzard. Oh, those are dangerous. So dangerous. And apparently I was so obnoxious that like I constantly insisted that my parents spend $3 and 50 cents or $5 or whatever it is on a blizzard. And I still love them today. And that was, that was me. And I probably, I think have ice cream every day still. I actually do too. And I feel like you share my love of (laughs) sweets because every snack I have, I feel like is sweet focused. So I have to ask you what your favorite blizzard flavor is. Oh, thank you for asking. I feel like that that makes very serious questions. This this is a very serious question. The pecan cluster cluster. Okay. Those are good. Yeah. What's yours? I like Oreo. I always like Mm. Oreo, but I'm like, Mm. I love Oreo McFlurries too. So it's like anything. Well, that's because they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. There's the McFlurry and the Blizzard has like a a similar deal. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The pecan cluster, it's like, um, did you ever, have you ever had like the turtles, you know? Yes. Those are chocolate and the caramel. Right. So it's that in Blizzard form. And then they do this thing where they put in the chocolate sauce that gets hard and it it hardens around the, uh, the inside of the cup. And you have to take your red spoon. This is how into Dairy Queen I am. You have to take your red spoon and scrape out all of the chocolate that's hardened on the outside of the cup. It's I love it. Really- I think I have to try that. I live two blocks from a Dairy Queen yes! and it has like a little has like a little walk by window. So right, it's right, really right. dangerous. Right, exactly. Yes. All right. Well, I'm now that we've got the serious questions out of the way, I want to just kick off, um, Karen, if you could tell us your story and just about what you do today and the journey that brought you here. Sure. So first things first, I'm on a mission to inspire and empower every single human, specifically women to live their purpose and love their life. Like I want to see every single person just decide that you're going to do the damn thing because I fundamentally, right. I fundamentally believe that we were put on this earth for purpose or else we wouldn't have been born. And that whatever are the dreams and ideas that come into your heart, come into your they come into your heart and into your mind because your soul came here for that. And so that is the mission that I'm on. And my journey to that is that I was always like a really happy little girl, obviously, because I had a ton of blizzards and (laughs) I never made that connection until now, but that's seriously why. Must be it. Must be it. And I thought that the key to happiness was just to have that perfect life, right? Like my parents, bless them. They've been happily together since they were 14 and they're now 77. Um, my grandparents had been married 68 years. They were Holocaust survivors. You know, so I had this idea that to be happy in life means you find your husband, you get married, you have a, you know, a house in a big yard, you make Thanksgiving dinner and that's happiness. And so I always do whatever I say I'm going to do. And so I did that. <laughs> I met my now ex-husband in college, he was six foot two, dark hair, green eyes. He became a lawyer. We lived in a big house by the time I was 24. We had a golden retriever. I mean, you get the picture if yeah. I say I'm going to do something. And I was really unhappy. 
I cried all the time. My husband would, you know, say, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm not happy. And he's like, we are happy, right? Like we have beer in the fridge. We have season football tickets to University of Michigan games. That's like our, you know, go blue, our thing. And I really thought something was wrong with me because I wasn't happy with the thing that was supposed to, like the life that was supposed to make me happy. And so I got divorced at 26 and started my journey to say, well, if that didn't make me happy, what would? And what kept coming to me, Lauren, was purpose. Like I'm here for something, purpose, purpose. But I didn't know what my purpose was or even what purpose was or how you even go about starting to figure out your purpose. And so I ended up volunteering with high school girls in a youth group that I'd been in when I was, a, a, when I was in high school. And I found my love. These girls were like so excited about the future you know, where they were going to go to college, what they were going to do, but also self-deprecating about themselves. They're not as smart as their older sibling, too fat, even though they would be, you know, so not too fat, whatever the thing was. And I was just like, Lauren, I could see each one of these girls for who she was. And I'm like, oh my God, no, Lauren, you're so creative. And everyone comes to you for creativity. And I, it was like, I felt a happiness that I had never felt because it was happiness in my blood and in my bones. And I realized, oh, this is purpose. It's a big, long story. Eight years, though, of being unsure what kind of purpose is that? There was no podcasting at the time. There was no life coaching at the time. I don't even think there was social media. I mean, this is a long time ago. <laughs> it was the very beginnings of it. So I didn't know how to do this. People would say, you want to be Oprah? I'm like, that's so true. I do want to be Oprah. Maybe you do too. We all want to be a little Oprah. Yeah. Right? But like how? And so I ended up becoming severely depressed, like on a lot of medication, month after month, going to my psychiatrist, asking for medication because I couldn't figure out how to live this purpose that was in me. And one day I was walking home, um, actually from a bad blind date, laughing about it on the phone with my sister. And I put my key in my condominium door and I suddenly felt hot breath on my neck and I turn around and there was a young man like nose to nose with me and he looks me in the eyes and I say, are you going inside? I thought maybe he had a friend or an aunt who lived in the building. And then he looked down at my stomach and he pulled the gun and I screamed and I fell to the floor and I'm going, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. My hands are over my head. And I had this like moment of seeing like my bat mitzvah, my grandparents smiling at me and like my eighth birthday party and and then I had a moment of, oh my God, I'm going to die right now. and never fulfilled that dream because I didn't know how, or because I was afraid to leave my corporate job because, you know, would I ever make money? Would I fail? And I'm, all of this is happening while I'm screaming on the floor saying, please don't hurt me. And so I said, okay, God, it's been a good life. And I heard this other voice that said, oh no, you were put on this earth for purpose and people need you. And so I made myself a promise that if I lived, I would pursue this purpose no matter what. And exactly at that moment, the man took my purse and he ran. And so it really was just a decision. I don't know how I'm going to live this purpose, but I'm going to. And I'm just it's like, what is the next step? And at the time I was in corporate marketing and the next step for me was get some sort of education to be able to work with women to fulfill their own purpose and live their own dreams, right? Like I knew I wanted, I was just put on this earth to help women know that they are beautiful, they are worthy and that they can go for their dreams. But so like, I wanted some education in that. And 
I found the field of positive psychology, which is the scientific study of happiness and human flourishing. Fairly new field of study that had been started by a famous professor at the University of Pennsylvania. I started bawling, crying when I saw it online. I saw that they had a graduate program. I applied by the grace of the goddess I got in. And at 36 years old, I left my, I was a vice president of marketing. I left my job. <laughs> I moved across the country and started life over again. It was actually on my 36th birthday. And I just decided at that moment, I'm going to say yes to every idea that I have and every opportunity and every, even when it seems crazy, like when I left my corporate job, my dad said, that is the stupidest decision I've ever heard. And I had just decided, I almost lost, I had a gun to my head. I almost lost my life. So I've had that moment and I don't want anyone listening to this to have to have that moment to finally go for your purpose and your dreams. And so I went back to grad school and just that's, and just decided I'm doing the damn thing, whatever idea comes to me. So in grad school, I wanted to teach, even though that wasn't really a thing. I hunted down somebody to ask if I could be their TA and they let me do some teaching. Like, so, okay. And then I had this idea. I want to be on the radio. And I started telling everybody I know so that someone could tell me, eventually someone said, oh, I know someone who works at Sirius XM and hooked me up. Like I just decided any idea I have, I'm going for it fully. That's an incredible story. I appreciate you being so vulnerable to share it. And your work, of course, has gone on to impact so many women so they don't get to that place you are in. And I would love- That's my dream, you know, like that's why I do the podcast now. And I have a Facebook group of 4,000 women. And every year on International Women's Day, I hold the world's largest Women's Day event, totally free. This year was 2,500 women registered, 25 speakers, 12 hours, like- I do all these things and my podcast, the Purpose Girl podcast, because I'm on this mission and I coach and I take women on retreats all over the world and all that we can talk about or not, whatever. So you just do a few things, just a few things. And I became a mama. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. I am remarried and I, not that you have to be to to become a mom. Um, And I have, uh, I'm 46 years old and I have a one-year-old. Wow. That is incredible. I want to talk about, this idea of purpose and especially going back to when you were 24 and you kind of checked all the boxes, right? You were living this life that we think a lot of us think we should live and getting out of that, going back to that position, how would you advise someone in that place that's maybe graduated from college, got the job and now they're like, wait, this this is it? Now what? I think that that this is it, (laughs) now what? Or like, you know, is... If you have uttered those words, then you are a purpose girl or a purpose dude, that there's something inside of you that is wanting to come out, right? And so my advice is, is to start getting curious. One of the things that I see with purpose is that we all want it. And I can talk to you about why we all want it, but like we all want it. And yet we're thinking of it in totally the wrong way. It's like, okay, well, this isn't it this job in fill in the blank accounting. So what is it? Should I be a teacher? Should I be an astronaut? Should I be a, and that's not at all the purpose process. I want to blow that up. Purpose is not a noun. It's not the job title that you have. I see purpose as a verb or a series of verbs. It's to inspire, to impact, to help, to build, to uplift, to create. And you can have multiple verbs. 
But to get to what your verbs are and what your purpose is, you've got to step back and start getting super curious about who you be, right? Like you heard me on Jessica Swag's podcast. She's all about being. And it begins with you and make it fun. Here's the problem because we, there's something called purpose anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a research study that came out that 90% of people have anxiety around finding their purpose or living their purpose. So we actually have to step back. And instead of like, oh my God, what's my purpose? I'm miserable. I don't know what I want to do. What we know from neuroscience and the way that your nervous system works is when you're in that place, that's fight flight. And you actually shut down your ability to be creative and you shut down your ability to see the bigger picture and you shut down access to old memories and you shut down a whole bunch of systems because your body thinks that you are trying to run from a saber tooth tiger. So instead, I like to take people into what we know from research is a state of curiosity. And curiosity is like, it's deliciously appetitive, if that's a word, like, it, like, and you want to start getting curious, like, hmm, let me get curious. When, what did I love eating when I was a little kid? What did I love doing? Who was I being then? Hmm, let me get curious. What do all my friends tell me is the best thing about me? Hmm, let me get curious. Like, when have I felt really juiced and alive? Hmm, let me get curious. What are those ideas and dreams that I, my, my critical mind has told me are impossible? Let me just play with them for a minute and just set a timer for, 10 minutes and I'm going to write down all the ideas and not judge myself for it and not say that they're impossible. So you want to get like curious and have fun with it. And it's so much more fun. And what we know from the research is when your brain is in a positive state and in curiosity, then what happens is you, you literally are a better problem solver and more creative and you start seeing more. You can start like putting the dots together more. So you want to really step back into who you be. And that's, Instead of going right to what do you want to do, you want to step back into who you be. That's such a good way of putting it. I've never thought of it in that perspective of like, who do you want to be? And mm -hmm. I think what you said too about purpose anxiety is so true. It causes us to lock up and feel kind of like isolated and afraid. Like, well, I don't know what I want to do, but I need to figure <laughs> it out tomorrow. So I better like get going. Right, right. And the thing is, you don't have to figure it out tomorrow, right? Like you're here. You know, one of my theories is that you were actually living your purpose when you were little before the world told you that you weren't supposed to, or that it wasn't okay. And, you know, just the world has, I have, you know, one of my clients, for example, she, when she was young, she loved art, everything about art, 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 art. But then she was watching TV and they don't do this anymore, but there used to be commercials for starving artists. Did you ever see that? No, that yeah. is wild. It was like a big thing. I would, I grew up in the eighties and it was, you know, there were three channels, right? Like NBC, ABC. And there was like, it was a big thing, the starving artist sale. Um, and they would take over like a holiday inn or some sort of like hotel like that or a motel and an artist could go and present their work and you could buy it like an art fair. Well, she would hear starving artists, starving artists all the time. And she's like, well, I don't want to be starving. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to pursue my art. Right. Or like when I went to college, I wanted to write. I told my parents I was going to major in creative writing. And my dad's like, writers don't make any money. Okay. Well, some do. JK Rowling makes a lot of money. True. It's you know, true. like some make yeah. money and it's like, who makes money? How do they make money? What is possible? Mm -hmm. And so we want to like the, the anxiety is because we don't know. And therefore we put too much pressure on the brain when your purpose is really in your heart and your soul and your being. And if we 
it's like, we want to take the pressure off and instead like, oh, I'm going to start like, let me just have some fun here and play. And let me take steps. Let me take one step. Let me take another step. Let me get curious. How did I like that? How did I like that? And it creates a whole different way of being. Yeah. And that's where I want people to be. And I find most people do have some sort of sense of something that they might like to at least try to do or some version of themselves that they want to step into, but their brain is telling them all the reasons that they can't. And that's what we want to peel away. Yeah. I want to tap into that point you mentioned about your dad saying writers don't make any money because I think there's a lot of well-intentioned people in our lives growing up that want to just be like, no, you should take this path because it's safe. Mm -hmm. And how do you advise people you work with that maybe you want to take the less traveled path or veer away from the safe life that they're living that's not fulfilling them? How do you advise people to look at that when they're afraid, when they feel that resistance and what should they do when approaching it? Yeah, really, really great question. So I'm not inside of anyone's bank account. I wouldn't, you know, I quit my job cold turkey and went back to grad school and went on loans. And, you know, I, I didn't have children. Like, so I would never tell somebody to do exactly my path. What I would say is you got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so what you want to do is have a sense of what is one thing that you could do that is at the edge of your comfort zone, but is possible, right? So like after I went to grad school, I was out of money. And so I took a J-O-B, I got a job for a year. But while I was in that job, Lauren, what I did is I said, my primary job is creating Purpose Girl. This J-O-B is just the first investor in my purpose. So before work, on my lunch hour, after work, I was building Purpose Girl. And the job was just an investor in that, right? So yeah. what I would say, any of you who are out there, right? It doesn't have to be like so scary. Number one though, you have to have fun with your purpose or else why are we doing it? It's so filled with anxiety. And so ask yourself, what's one thing I can do? The brain is too quick to say all the reasons we can't do something. So a client of mine who we discovered her purpose and she really, she had been told go into computer science because that was the smart decision, right? That her parents had told her to do. Mm -hmm. And here she was then three kids later. And when we really got down to it, what she really, really, really wanted was to be a nurse. She's like, I can't go back to school now. I've got my kids. I just, well, what is possible? Well, it is possible to take one class. Yeah. Right. So we broke it down. Great. Same thing. I had another client that, which she was really dying to do. And she tried a couple of things. That was part of our, she had a few things that she wanted to do. All right. Do you like doing this? Do you like doing that? So again, she ended up really wanting to go into interior design. Great. Can we take one class and see how you like that one class? Can we do one thing? She also tried being a podcaster. She did one episode. She's like, no, I didn't like that. So great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're going to try something and we're going to see. And then we're going to take the next step. So I'm not telling anyone you have to go like, go do the big thing. Um, but there will be a moment you're going to have to go out of your comfort zone. And what I want you to have in that moment is you need something and someone that keeps you, like allows you to feel safe. So I always have a coach. I have to have a coach. I have always have a sisterhood, right? Like sisterhood. It's a huge thing I do in my Purpose Girl group. 
because when I'm about to do something that's big and scary, and I still now do big, scary things there, you know, I'm not done. (laughs) And I want to throw up because I'm about to do the next thing. Like when I said I was going to hold the world's largest women's day event, it's like, who do I think I am to throw the world's largest women's day event? You know, so I needed my group of women, my sisters to say, I'm about to do this big, scary thing that I might totally be rejected and I might totally fail. Can you hold me in it? And they're all like, oh my God, you have to do that. You're going to be amazing. We got you. And then I can feel safe taking a step. And I want you to have a group. If that's your friends from college, or if that is a group of strangers, I want you to, or that is a coach or that is a therapist. I want you to have someone that you is holding you in that, so that you can feel safe taking a leap because there are so many naysayers. And listen, my dad was just, you know, he was being a dad and he loved me and like all of that. Mm-hmm. He didn't mean any ill intent. So I want you to have some sort of sisterhood, or if you're a dude, some sort of brotherhood or friends that are, give you a safe place to land. Because I've had a lot of things fail. <laughs> like first time I had a group program, you know how many people signed up, Lauren? How many? Zero, zero. And I felt like a total loser. And like, what am I doing? And I should stop and I shouldn't even try. And I should go back into corporate. And I ate a lot of ice cream and I got depressed in bed and, you know, I wanted to take medication, like all of it. And this is why I love purpose. Purpose is why. I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm doing this because I want to change the paradigm for women. I want women to no longer play small. I want women to go for their dreams. I think that the world is going to change when women run the world. It's going to return to, seriously, like that is going to make return the world to love. That's going to return the world to connection. Everyone's going to have enough to eat. Everyone's going to have like all that BS is going to, when women are running the world. Mm -hmm. So getting back into my, and I just want women to have fun and love themselves. So getting back into my why it's like, dust yourself off. We're going to try again. And the second time I ran a group program, no one joined. The third time, three people joined. So I I just share all of that because I want you to have a safe place to land I want you to have ways that you can regulate your nervous system, whatever you need. (laughs) And I want you to then do the damn thing and do one thing, even if it's scary. I don't even know what you asked me, but I just went off on a tangent. No, that was spot on. Um, And just thinking from my personal experience, I'm having this event and I've never had an event of this ever, actually not even of this size. It's hopefully going to be 50 women in Chicago with the speaking panel. Um, But it's the same thing. I launched registration and I went to bed that night and I was like, what the fuck have I done? This is a bad idea. I shouldn't have done it. Like I should stay in my lane with the podcast. And I have a group of women, um, who I was actually out to dinner with last week. And they're like, Lauren, this is, this is awesome. This is what you should be doing. That's growth. But just like you said, I think we as women, especially need community so badly. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. And I, I've heard you talk about this, just about women being more depressed than men, because we actually need the support of other women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit um, and how we can tap into those communities if we're feeling like we don't have that support. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, first of all, so well bragged <laughs> holding your event. Okay, you. I hope you did not cancel registration. I hope you're still no. doing the damn It's thing. on August 14th. So I have three ah! more weeks. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I don't know how many women are signed up, but whether it's one or it's 50 or it's whatever, like I know you're going to rock it and you're going to serve the heck out of that, whoever comes and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, 
I'm excited. I, I feel like I need those boosts of like my girlfriends and people lifting me up sometimes, but I'm also trying to practice positive thinking um, and just being like, it's going to be good because I think there's, that's the only way you can do these kind of things. It's already done. It's yeah. already done. It's decided, right? Like that you wouldn't have had the idea if it wasn't meant to be. And um, I'm totally going to go on a tangent here, but one of my dear friends, the first time she held an event, she was the only one who showed up. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you. Yeah. And she said she, she held her own event four or five times. And now she has a network of, I want to say 30 or 40 groups around Europe. That's so awesome. Wow. Right. So it's like, I feel like it's just the, people ask me all the time, what's the first step of purpose? The first step is actually a decision. Yeah. It's commitment. Absolutely. I feel like that's this podcast too, is just like to talk about the things post-grad women don't really talk about, especially mm. like a lot of times you get out of college and you're like, what the actual fuck? Right. Like, what the fuck? What, what do I, what do I do now? Yeah. You're yeah, like, where like, are my friends? How do I make adult right. friends? All the exactly. things, um, all of it. And all that's super it. important to me okay. because yeah. I lived in San Francisco and I didn't have a ton of friends right out of college. So I was like, it'd be so cool to have an event like this where I could just go meet some normal people. Right. You're um, going to create what you always wanted. I love that. So, okay. So to answer your question of like, where do we, okay. So yes, the research shows that twice as many women are depressed as men. So women are twice as likely to be depressed. Now I will say men are more likely to be alcoholics and have affairs and there's, you know, different uh, suicidal, there's different research, but women's depression is something that I am very passionate about. And there's many reasons for women's um, depression. I will say that that disparity between men and women starts when we are around 13 years old. So it actually starts with boys and girls. So there's so much that's happening there. And one of the things is that women ruminate more than men. Yes. We're constantly thinking, right? Like men have the ability to compartmentalize better than women. And we're constantly thinking of what we did wrong, what we could have done better, what should we do? We're worrying about other people, which is a beautiful trait of women, but like that amount of worry leads to it. And we know from the research that when we talk about like fight flight, when we're in stress, right, that we want to fight or we want to flee. Everyone's probably heard that before. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a study out of UCLA that actually showed that women, when they're stressed, need and prefer what's called tend and befriend. They need connection. And this is hardwired in our bones. And the reason for that is hundreds of years ago, thousands and even hundreds, men went to war when women didn't, men went to hunt and women took care of the children and community. And so women were each other's everything. Each other's, you know, it was camaraderie. It was connection. It was taking care of their children. It may have even been sex. I don't know, but women were each, I mean, the men were gone, right? It was like women were each other's everything. And so we, it's, it's now been shown that women actually need this. So if you don't have that community and you're in Chicago, go to Lauren's event. That's number one. Okay. Like, let's just, let's be, there's a simple way to meet cool women right there. I love it. If you're not in Chicago, fly to Chicago, if you can, and go to Lauren's event. And if that's not possible for you, then find a community either where you are or online. Thank goodness there are a lot of communities online. I mean, my Facebook group, Purpose Girls, it's one word. We have 4,000 women and we do all, every single day, we post a different prompt for you to celebrate yourself or for you to share like what's on your heart or who needs support or what's your big dream. 
I go live every week and do a teaching next week. I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm actually launching something called Bragapalooza um, for women to celebrate themselves every day because women like people in our lives, you know, maybe don't give room for you to celebrate yourself. And that's one of the reasons why men make more women, more money than women is that they actually talk about their successes. So find a community, right? It's a big reason I do do retreats and that I do events like you're talking about with your event, Lauren, because we need a place where it is okay and safe, where you are not just tolerated or accepted, but you are celebrated. Yeah. And if you don't have anyone like that in your life, I actually hear from the women in my community all the time that they're closer with the strangers in my groups (laughs) than they are with their own friends. Because when you have someone like you, Lauren, or me, or Jessica holding space and making it a safe space that here, you're going to be, let's say you're jealous of someone else. You're allowed to be jealous. And then how do we turn that into inspiration and celebration? Or you're feeling badly. We surround and we give that woman a hug and we hold her. So find that wherever it is. If you have it in your life, amazing. If you don't, then find that kind of, and I know it's pretty um, trite, I guess, for me to say, find that community, but is there an author that you love and you can see if they have a community? Is there a podcaster that you love? You can see if they have a community. Is there, you're listening to this and it's my community or it's Lauren's community and keep trying them on and see like what feels really good or be the one in your friend group who says, let's try something new. Like when I became a new mom, I joined this new mom group. And of course, we're all like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I'm not sleeping. Um, you know, what do I do with a green poopy diaper? Like we're asking all those questions. And I said, I want to introduce, can we do mom brags? Like, it's so easy to be in the, uh, the yeah. challenge of it. But like, so we started doing mom brags. I was like, mom brag. I got him to sleep last night at a you know decent hour. Mom brag. I put on cute jeans today. So be the one who creates that. And that's possible for you too. That's so important. I know, especially like what you said about some people in these communities, knowing more about you and your goals than like your closest friends. Cause sometimes you don't, friend groups don't hold a space for that, or that's not the norm. So I think if you don't feel comfortable creating that, that's so important. And just communities I've joined both digitally and in person have genuinely changed my life and changed what I believe to be true for myself because I see other women doing it. Right. Exactly. You know, so I am about to hold, I think the, my fifth annual other than COVID goddess retreat at the Versace mansion in Miami. That's amazing. It it really is. It's it's an unbelievable experience. And within the walls of that Versace mansion, we all, every woman gets honest about the things that she, first of all, she dreams big, right? So we do take women through this big, like visioning and dreaming and space to actually admit, like one woman admitted, I want to leave my husband and get an RV and travel the world. Like something she didn't feel like she could tell anybody else. Mm -hmm. And all the women are like, yes, do that. (laughs) Okay. Pick me up. I live in Iowa or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) Or one woman's like, I want to write erotic novels. I've never told anyone that like, yes, woman, go write that erotic novel. I want to read it, you know? And then she did four months later. And, and so it's like a space to dream big, like you're saying, and then a space. We also all then get real honest about the things that have been holding us back. Right. And I remember a woman coming on one of my goddess retreats 
and sharing how in her skin, she was a woman of color in her skin, she had never in person met a successful entrepreneur woman. That was like her community. I'm not saying there are lots of them out there, but in the community she grew up in and she grew up thinking that she was uglier because of the color of her skin. And what we then did was surround her and each woman telling her what they see in her and the beauty that they see in her and the fabulousness that they see in her and the potential and the possibility. And it was like, she came alive and became a whole different person, right? And it was confronting and scary and, right? And it's like, and I would, I, I'm a white woman. I understand the privilege that I have been born into and I would never, you know, profess or claim to, to be able to step into those shoes and, or anyone's shoes, whatever they're going through. But find yourself, there are communities that will mirror for you your excellence, your beauty, and support you in that. Just hearing what you said about all the women that came with their ideas makes me so pumped up just because I don't know what it is about being with maybe just people you've never met. And it's like, well, shit, I'm going to share my big, scary idea, but everyone else is unbiased and just has met you that first time. And they're like, well, duh, why wouldn't you do it? Like, go (laughs) for it. You need to, right. You have to do that thing. And it's, you know, this is such an interesting conversation to have. Um, This weekend, a friend broke up with me. Uh, A friend, it's really tough. And she said, I trigger her and um, she's become uncomfortable around me. And this is like my biggest fear, right? Like the bigger I go, Mm -hmm. the more isolated I'm going to become or ostracized. And then there it was in my face this weekend. And what I like going through this all weekend have come to realize is that I want friends you don't have to be happy all the time. Even though I studied happiness, I'm not happy all the time, right? Like I've yeah. been through miscarriages and I just get mad at my husband or the dishwasher or whatever it is, right? Like I'm human, but we're going to go through all that together. And we're going to, I'm going to hold your tears and your anger in a big way. And I'm going to hold yourself. I'm going to celebrate you in a big way. And that's, that's the kind of friendship I want to be in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as hard as going through that is like, you're going to be better for it because you need to be around relationships that support you. And I think that's really hard when you do step into your purpose, let's say, or do pursue bigger things in life. You also have to get comfortable that people aren't always going to want the you you used to be or the you you are now versus the you you used to be. Right. Right. I mean, this is a big fear that I hear a lot from women stepping into their true purpose. There's like the, who am I? Mm -hmm. Which really, who am I? If you put it instead of a question to a statement is, I'm not capable or worthy of believing I can make a difference or that I could be bigger. Mm -hmm. And let's be clear about this. Like the only reason you were born is for this thing. Yeah. Or else why, why would, you wouldn't have been born. Like we were born at this time. I really believe we were born at this time for this shift that's happening from this very distorted, it's like distorted masculine, but it's not true masculine. It's like distorted place into the feminine and 
for us to make these shifts in the world. Like I just truly believe that. And not everyone is going to like it because when you're living your purpose and all your friends are still stuck in their jobs that they hate, or you're going for it, you might still be at a job you hate, but you're doing it at night or on the weekend or whatever. You're a mirror for their deepest desire. Exactly. And if they're not doing anything about it, that mirror might inspire them. I typically find my clients, like one of my clients was so afraid to tell people that she was going for her dream. She worked at a huge company out in the Bay Area. And most people said to her, they pulled her into their office and were like, tell me how you did it. I want to do it too. <laughs> like Most people will be inspired. Some people, that mirror for them represents what they're not doing. And that's too scary for them. Absolutely. And those people, we just want to send love to. We just want to send love and belief that they too one day will allow themselves that joy and that purpose. Yeah. And I, I think you probably face this too, but even with me being like, I'm going to start a podcast. I had that exact thought. Who am I? I was some girl that honestly in college, I just wanted to party. Like I want to go out with my friends and <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't, I went to, I got a business degree. That was what I was supposed to do. And then it's like one day I was like, actually, I want to like make a difference. I want to share something. my beliefs. And it's scary at first. Cause it's like, Oh, Lauren, who liked to party now wants to talk about life and city <laughs> or whatever. Um, but just being able to step into that, I've found some people straight away, they don't get it. They don't relate to it. But a lot of people who I wasn't as close with have come out of the woodworks and been yes. like me too, me too. Oh and my that's gosh. the coolest part. Yes, Lauren, way to be that sister support there and like show people what's possible. That's what I find too. Most people are like, oh my God, that's so cool. Me too. And like, it, it, it is, it's scary. Yeah, it is because we think, who am I? But exactly who you are. When I take women through my purpose process, we get so clear on different aspects of yourself. We get so clear on who you be. And we get so clear on what you do really well. And we get so clear on what lights you up and brings you joy and breaks you down in tears, what you are passionate about. And we get so clear about what your life wisdom has taught you because every single person has been through different aspects of life and that life, whether like for me, miscarriages, abuse when I was 17, the divorce, like all of that gives me wisdom to share and your life, Lauren, even the partying gives you wisdom to share. Like- because you're relatable, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, yeah, I was that way too. And now I'm this way. Like every part of our life has been for purpose. And when we put all that together, you are, if you have that calling and you, you hear like, I want to do something, then sister, you are meant to do it. And I love how you are inspiring people, Lauren. And saying you didn't have to like be a member of the social activism club in yeah. college. You could have been living your party life and you still can go make a difference now. Well, thank you. I'm very inspired by you and all of your work. And I feel like just hearing you talk on your podcast is one of the reasons I want to do what I do, right? Like, yes. and I, you just touched on something that's so spot on. I've heard you talk about it on your podcast, but about how you don't have to be one thing. We get oh so gosh. caught up in what well, I'm the business and marketing major. So that's, that's me. And it's like, okay, but that can change tomorrow. And then that can change again next week. Like, can you talk a little bit about that and how to face that? Yeah, so I love it. You're really getting at what I call the purpose myths, right? Like purpose is one thing and 
you know, uh, that it, one of my purpose myths was that it's like got to be Oprah big or it's you got to go home or like any of those kinds of things. That's that it's a noun and it's not, it's a verb. So <laughs> I have rarely met somebody that wants to be one thing. I think that that's at least my parents' generation. They had one job for 30, 40 years, my grandparents for sure. And so, you know, I'm a Gen Xer. And, and so that was the model that I grew up with. And I'm looking for this silver bullet. I'm like, but I want to be a writer, but I want to take women to Miami, but I want to be a mom. But I want like, so I have all these things I want to be. And that's why I don't think of purpose as a noun because it will disappoint you every time right? Like one of my clients, actually many women come to me when their kids no longer need them, right? Their kids are now 13, 14, or just about to go to college. And they're like, uh, what do I do now? Or I see this a lot in women who come to me and they're like 25 and they're like, what's the one thing I want to do? Mm-hmm. Well, good news, sister. We are multidimensional. You don't have to do one thing. I do find though, that we have because we each are unique and different, we have ways that we want to impact the world. Some people love speaking and some people love, you know, teaching and some people love creating. So you're going to use your talents differently and you're going to have a different passion than other people, but you get to do all of those. And the way, like when I feel into it, my purpose ultimately is to light people up, right? It's to inspire and empower. And what I figured out is like, great, I'm going to inspire, empower and empower people on my podcast. And great, I'm going to inspire and empower people in my Goddess on Purpose course, which is my signature eight week course to figuring out your purpose. I'm going to inspire and empower my son. Like he's one and I'm constantly telling him that whoever he is, we are going to celebrate. Whatever his dreams are, we're going to help him make them happen his room is filled with quotes about living your dreams and being yourself. And like, so that's just who I'm going to be because it's who I'm going to be. And now I get to do different things. The other thing is, this is something I've thought a lot about. Like the most creative, best stuff in the world comes from creating something that's not been done before. Mm -hmm. So before Bill Gates, there wasn't really like all these computers that we use that were small and we could have in front of us. So- If you're out there and you love cooking Indian food and you also love advising couples and you also love traveling to Italy, great. Let's create a retreat, a couple's retreat where you're cooking ethnic food and you're, you're getting to advise, like, let's create the thing that doesn't exist. That's so cool and different and fabulous because there's somebody out there. Like, (laughs) here's my thought, Lauren. If someone is willing to pay to do yoga with goats, then someone is willing to pay you for whatever your unique combination of stuff Mm -hmm. is. That's so spot on though. (laughs) Like literally (laughs) could not be put better. People pay hundreds of dollars to do yoga with a goat on their back. That's right. Why wouldn't they pay you to do the thing that lights you up? That is your unique experience. It is your unique experience and put the things together. Like I'm, I am, an initiated priestess. So I am deep and soulful and I'm also super fun. So I have my women's retreats, not at a yoga center, but at the Versace mansion and sipping champagne at night after we have done the deep work. Like, so you just make up the thing. And then there is somebody out there that wants to do it with you. Yeah. And it's scary to put yourself out there. And like I said, nobody signed up for my stuff at first. And you know what? I do a retreat in Paris, Lauren. 
few years ago, you know how many people signed up for my retreat in Paris? One. Zero. One. One. And I took her anyway. And I was so humiliated to tell people that like one person signed up for my retreat. But I started telling people because I wanted other purpose girls to start knowing, do the thing anyway, no matter what. And then they started going, wait, a private retreat with you in Paris? Like sign me up. So so just, I want you to put together whatever your thing is. And I want you to, to, to just know and go for it. Did that answer your question? It did. It's I'm having so much fun with you. I'm just talking. No, I love it. Before I get to my closing questions, I have one more question kind of geared towards you specifically, but I, uh, maybe you are, but probably not at waking up inspired every single day, but is there any practices that you have implemented in your life or routines that have really helped you always tap back into your purpose and kind of stay grounded in your work? Yeah. Such a good, good, good question. So I do not wake up, um, you know, when I ask people what purpose is, sometimes people say the thing that makes you get out of bed in the morning. And like, I just want to jump up and like, sure. Some days I'm doing something really fun, like this podcast. And some days I'm sitting down with my accountant, (laughs) no offense if you're an accountant, you know, like not every day is fun. And I'm so human. I, I feel everything very deeply. And so I get depressed like everybody else, even though I have my master's degree in happiness. So what I have found, what I need is that when I wake up, because I don't want to get out of bed, (laughs) I start my gratitudes from bed. And the very first thing that I'm grateful for is my bed. (laughs) Like, let's just be honest here. Okay. Like, let's let's keep it real. Really cozy sheets. (laughs) I'm really, so every morning I do my gratitudes in bed. And I say, I'm so grateful for my bed. I'm so grateful for my sheets. No joke, my sheets every day. You nailed it, Lauren, like you're living <laughs> in my it. room. Then I can move on to other things. I'm grateful for my son. I'm grateful for, he chose me. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for whatever happened this weekend or last mm-hmm. night or whatever I'm going to do that day. And that then gives me more for me to like want to get up. Mm-hmm. But I always start with the bed. <laughs> <laughs> when I do get out of bed, I put one foot on the floor and I say, thank. And on the, the other foot, I say you. So I'm always saying, thank you. And then what I have found is that I every day need a couple of things. I need a few minutes of, of meditation. And for me, that's like quiet, really going inward. And it has been really hard since having the baby. Mm-hmm. I've had many days without it because I'm trying to be an awesome coach and speaker. I'm trying to build a business where I impact millions of women and I'm trying to be a mom all at the same time and sleep and self-care in there too. So I'm like getting it figured out now, but I notice a difference between me when I do sit for a few minutes and when I don't, I also celebrate myself every day. I intentionally take time to celebrate things about me or about my life, not necessarily about my son, I see this a lot with moms. I don't know how many moms you have listening, but like they'll be proud of. So every day I talk about, every day I say to myself what I'm grateful for, every day I say to myself what I'm proud of. Because no one's going to do it for us. Yeah. So you can use the word I'm proud of. You could use the word I celebrate. You could use the word I brag, like every single day. You. And then if fears come up and they do all the time for me still, I will write them out and then I will talk back to them. Or I will do inner child work. Like, I love you, little Karen. I know you're scared to announce Braga Palooza to people. And, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, you know, so it's like I do the work 
And I find I really need that. I also am so much happier when I run every day. Yeah. So what I have figured out as a new mama is I can grocery shop, run and be with my son at the same time by running <laughs> to the grocery store. to the grocery store, filling the bottom of his stroller with stuff with, with groceries yes. and then running back. And it's like, it, it's just one of the things I'm trying to figure it out. And that fills me. I also have to dance to women's empowerment music every day. And I don't, I haven't found a lot of time for that. And so I just incorporate it into my coaching sessions. Yeah. We dance a lot in my coaching program. So I'll turn on like Diana Gordon's woman. If you haven't heard that song, you must go listen. I'll Katy Perry firework, like whatever it is, I turn it on and I rock out to it. And it always makes me feel amazing. Many days, not this moment, I will put on red lipstick to feel amazing or I'll dress sexy. I'm 46. I had a C-section and I've been wearing crop tops because they make me happy. Like just do you, right? Yeah. Whatever is going to, no matter what anyone thinks, it's going to make you happy. And it, you know, in Goddess on Purpose, which is, you know, that, that eight week course to really discovering your purpose. It's a lot. Every week we dress in a different costume because I want so one fun. week is on joy. Yeah. So I want you to come dressed as joy. One week is on your, who you are as a super shero and your super shero powers. So come dressed as the super shero and people, some dress in Wonder Woman, some dress in all leather, some dress in camping gear or yoga, whatever. It's just like, we want to make it fun. We want to embody it and we want to go for it. I love all that. Those are great tips. And I love you running to the grocery store, going for your workout, pushing your child and getting groceries. Like that's the ultimate power of a woman and a mom right there. Thank you. Like, literally doing that. it all. I really, literally like I, and I want women to hear that you can do it all. I have help. I would never, I'm, I'm privileged. I, we have help during the, you know, I finish work every day by two or 3 PM so that I can be with him. During that time, we do have help. And my husband is amazing. He does all the laundry around here. He does the majority of housework around here. So it's like, it, you know, I found a partner that really wants to be an equal partner. And we have um, a nanny or babysitter. We're looking for daycare. That's a totally separate podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I, I'm convinced that you can have it all. We're going to go live in Paris in September for the month. Like, I'm just convinced you can... Yes. do it all. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying it's possible. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. my last two closing questions, the first one is if one, someone listening to this could only take one thing from this episode, when it comes to pursuing their purpose, what would you want it to be? I'm going to answer that, but I'm going to be really annoying and go back to the last question because I want to answer something really specifically. Okay. I want everyone to know that in the eight year, and you could edit whatever you want. No, um, no. I keep it all in. I love it. Okay. In the eight years that I've been doing this, five of those years was infertility. And two miscarriages. And a year of taking fertility drugs. And if anyone who's done IVF, you have to do lots of shots. You, like, I don't mean the fun kind you did in college. I mean, in your yeah, ass. It's hard. It's hard. Um, and lots of crying. And here I am having a miscarriage. And then the next day I need to show up as a happiness expert. And at the time I was on Sirius XM radio as a happiness guru and speaking on stages at like Capital One and Amazon. So how do I work through that? Because I, I realized I gave you my morning routine, but not like, what do you do on the shit days when you don't want to live your purpose? Yeah. So a few things. One, 
one of the reasons I'm so obsessed with purpose is when you are clear on your purpose, you realize that it is bigger than you. It is not for you. Mm -hmm. It is to make an impact on the greater good. And you realize that you were put on this earth to do it and that your purpose cannot wait and you must do it. And so purpose in itself is the motivator when it's coming, not from your head, like, oh, I should do this, right? It's no, I'm talking about your deep soul work. When it is from your soul, it will bring you back. So that's one of, that's, that's like one of the many reasons I'm obsessed with purpose. Two, that you have really good tools, which fortunately, because of my work in positive psychology, I have to be able to have tons of self-compassion, the work of Kristen Neff, and really good mind tools to be able to keep working like through Mm -hmm. the hard stuff. And for me, one of the tools that I've really incorporated is what I call pain to purpose, which is even the shit that you're going through is for your purpose. So a friend dumped me this weekend. This is for the women in my community to know (laughs) that this might happen and you'll be okay. Or like the miscarriages for me to then be able, not in the moment, but now I've done several episodes of my podcast on fertility and infertility and what that journey was like and that struggle and, and ideas and tips that I have anyone going through it. And one of the things that happened with my second miscarriage, because I was 43 years old and I thought I would never get to have a baby. I, in deep meditation, I said, show me what else I'm here to birth. And like, I surrender if I'm not, here, you know, and I had this idea of creating a new holiday called Women's Happiness Day. <laughs> to help women overcome depression. And I do that now every year on the anniversary of the miscarriage, which is October 18th. And so it's, and so that feels so good, right? It's like, I'm doing something. So I want you to have plenty of space. You are entitled to your grief. And this is where the sisterhood comes in, right? This is not all just cheering and bragging. It's also like deep holding. I want you to have a space when you're pissed and angry that I teach my clients how to do something called swamping, which is we hit pillows, we, we scream, we yell at an upcoming event. We're going to be smashing plates. Like I'm talking, really letting it out. And I want you then to have the tools, both the self-compassion tools, the mindset tools and the purpose tools to be able to get back on track when the time is right. So I'm sorry, I had to go back and answer that question. No, that was beautifully answered. I think that was so spot on to exactly what I wanted to hear too, just like on the really bad days, because yeah, that, thank you. That's what we don't talk about, right? Oh my God, no. And I'm so tired of, that's a whole other thing in our industry, right, Lauren? Like how many people in self-development are not talking about their shit days? I'm like, we have shit days. And I personally, I have general anxiety disorder and I have since I was three, according to my mom. Um, so, you know, it's just, how do we live with that and yeah. still have our purpose? Okay, now you said, what's one thing I want everyone to take away? Okay, I, this is what I want you to take away. You are here for purpose. If you have that inkling that this is it <laughs> question or that yearning, I want to make an impact, then that's what you're here for. And I don't want you to get too wrapped up and too worried about how and what's it going to look like. I want you to step back and get curious and take one step. And I want you to just say to yourself, do the damn thing. Yes. Do the damn thing. That is 
so important and something I don't think we're told much. So I appreciate that. And my last question is, what is one thing you wish you could tell Karen, who just graduated from college or was in her early 20s? What would you go back and tell her? That is such a beautiful question, Lauren. I would tell her to believe in herself. That you, she is, you have so much more inside of you and you know it and you can believe in it. That was beautifully answered. So important. Thank you. And Karen, this has been incredible. Where can our listeners find you, connect with you, join your community, hear you speak, all the things? All the things. Uh, so purposegirl.com has links to everything. And Facebook, find the Purpose Girls group. We will welcome you in with open arms. And of course, the Purpose Girl podcast. Purpose Girl is one word. So it's everything Purpose Girl is where you can find me. Except on Instagram that that was taken. So it's Karen Rock, which is spelled really funny, but I'm sure it'll be in your show notes and a yes, link and all that we'll kind of thing. Yes, it will link it all in the show notes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Karen, thank you so much for joining us. You're truly such a light and I'm so glad everyone's going to be able to hear from you. Thank you, Lauren. You are as well. Please keep doing you. I'm so excited for your event in Chicago. It's going to be amazing. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Karen. She is just phenomenal. And if you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would be so appreciative of that. And don't forget to buy your tickets to Life Snacks Live in Chicago on August 14th. It's going to be a great event and I would love to meet some of you there. And until then, I'll be back next week with another episode.